Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I am the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing, inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Okay, I'm very excited about today's mini masterclass for all of you. And as you can probably tell from the title, I think this is going to really help so many of you in terms of your branding, the way that you use your business, and just really recognizing how you can show up as a brand identity and what that might look like. So before we get started and we dive into today's yeah let mini masterclass for you we're going to meet our guest so Roy I'm so so glad you're here but would you just introduce yourself and let everyone know a little bit about you thanks thanks Samantha Samantha you know first of all I just want to say how thrilled I am to be associated with you you know our journey and our friendship goes back quite a long way about those <laughs> and um you know everything about friendship is about you know how you can help each other as we go along. So um, I'll give you a very brief introduction. Um, I'm My name is Roy Kowalski and I'm based in Sydney, Australia. I run a branding and marketing company called Out There Branding. Um, and I work with Fortune 500 companies like MasterCard, Google, YouTube, LinkedIn, Canva, TikTok, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, um, Unilever and Visa. And I help them with their, with their branding and marketing uh, requirements. But my ideal clients really are medium-sized companies that are rebranding, that are scaling up. Um, and the area of expertise that are that I focus on is visibility and brand awareness. Uh, and that's kind of where I position myself. So that's a little bit about me. I've been in business for some time. Um, and I'm I'm always I'm I'm always looking to see where I can help people. I get a lot of joy out of out of giving, um, and and I'm if I can sum it up, I'm a relational person rather than transactional person. Mm, I love that, and you really are. If you don't follow Roy, you need to. He does so much to support others with his content. He does regular trainings, has interviews with people, does so much more so on places like LinkedIn. But 
to support everybody with their branding, with the way that they work. So I think, yeah, this is going to be a really great conversation. And I'm so glad just to reiterate that we get to do this together, um, even from the other side of the world. So this is really great because, as you know, the majority of my clients want to, they all run service-based businesses. So they have a service. So they're not necessarily coaches, but they could be therapists, photographers, website, graphic designers. Um, they could be counselors. So every all of my clients run a service and they all recognize that being online in today's digital era can really help their business. It can help them be found. It can help them have more inquiries. It can help them be front of mind. However, even though they know this, sometimes there's a struggle around how to do this effectively. So I, I understand that there is a formula. The more I'm online, the more people will see me, therefore the more clients I will get. And that in principle seems quite simple. However, a really common stumbling block that so many of the people in my community come come to me with is I am showing up to talk to what you're saying about visibility and brand awareness. I am showing up. I am being visible, but I don't it's not translating. And I'm not sure if it's really saying what I want to say or if now I'm just getting caught up in being visible to be visible rather than to say a clear message or to connect. So I'd love to get your thoughts or feedback on effective visibility and what that actually means for you know a business or a, or a personal brand well the the the, the same applies um to service-based businesses as it does to product-based businesses the same applies you know to all social media and um and probably the single most important thing that most people struggle with is this this level of consistency so there are two there are two c words that are that i'm going to talk about one of them is clarity and the other is consistency uh, and clarity means that um it's it's got to be clear to you as first before it can be clear to others as to who you are what you want to do what you want to be known for um, I, I'm a strong proponent of answering this simple question. Uh, it goes a long way to, you know, to clarifying who you are, what you want to do. And that is, what do I want to be known for? Mm. And, and that single question is such an important, because from there, once you are clear, then you can start to articulate um, how the clarity of what you know gets conveyed to other people. Um, this thing about consistency, I, I know it's a it's a well-used word, but consistency has to do with, with valleys and troughs because there is no social media um, presence that takes you from, from zero to hero in one foul swoop. It just doesn't work like that. Um, and you know that only too well. I've watched your progress you know, uh, with 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 regards your your personal branding through the years, and you you are an absolute prime example of this. You have shown up consistently. There's there's absolute clarity as to who you are, what you do. But here's the thing, and that's where you're really really good. And I think I can sort of align myself with it. Is we have to position ourselves 
to be what we want to be known for. Mm. And that's the key, is turning up and showing up when we actually honestly don't feel like it, because that's what people are looking for. Um, and and so often we there's no there's no tangible results because we 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 create content, we, we engage in other people's content, and we don't see any like income as an example. But the reality is that there are people watching us, and there are people out there that are consuming our content, even when they don't tell us they are. Um, and I'm sure you've got many examples, but I'm going to just share two of them. One of them was um, a couple of weeks ago, um, I went uh, into a building to go and see a customer, and I was standing at the at the base of the building waiting for the lift. And this guy turned up. I have no idea who he was. And he said, aren't you the guy that does the videos on, on the beach on Saturday mornings? And I said, how do you know? He said, well, I've been watching them for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. I said, but wow. you've never, ever commented. You've never, ever um, in, you know, engaged on it. He said, no, but I've been watching them. And therein lies the underlying message is people are watching our content, whether we are whether they're visible to us or not. And that's the reason that one needs to show that, that consistent turning up, showing up with our content on a day-to-day -day basis. And I've been doing that for a number of years. And yes, there are many times I've thought to myself, where am I going with this? But yet, in the bigger picture over a period of time, it's proven over and over and over again. Consistency is what gets you over the line to be able to start to do business with people. Mm. I love that. And I think it's so important. I'm really glad that you mentioned those two things first, because sometimes I think branding is overcomplicated. You know, like people d come into this space and there's this big web of what it needs to look like and what we need to include. But the essence of everything you've shared is about the person being clear on what they want to share, being consistent in how they show up and making sure they are being seen as the solution for someone, you know, rather than looking at all of these other intangible elements, which of course come later, but I'm really, really glad that we started with that because my follow-on question, which I know so many people would listen to that and think, okay, excellent. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's really clear. I love the way Roy's broken that down. I need to make sure I'm really clear about what I want to be known for. And I need to find a level of consistency I can commit to. The following question I've got for you, which I know the person listening would have, is how do I not run out of things to say? <laughs> That's an easy answer. Um, and the reason that I say it's an easy answer is because wherever you go, when you look around you, there are things, there are people, there are happenings. Wherever you, you talk, there are things that are taking place. So my suggestion to those, to those particular uh, uh, people that, that struggle with, with what do I say next, is I, I, use, this, I use this method. I, I use my, my iPhone and on the notes, every time I see something, I think of something, um, I, I, I witness something, I write the, uh, a keyword down. So if I'm walking on the beach and I see somebody 
that I'm just using an example here, somebody that's overweight or underweight or whatever it might, I write that down. Uh, I walk along and I think the other day I was driving in the car and I thought, hold on a sec, I've got two great, you know, ideas for videos. I like to pull over and write it down because where we go, who we speak to, what we see, every single area is a piece of content that we can use. And it comes back to, um, to storytelling around those words. You don't have to write pages and pages of content. As long as you've got a reasonably clear message in a short space of, of, of content. And so I don't think that anyone should have a problem with content because when you walk down the street, you see somebody walking on a, on a, with a, with a, a walking stick. And all of a sudden you think, you know, how lucky am I? Oh, there's a piece of content. Mm. Um, let's talk about how lucky we are with our health. And next thing you walk down the street and you see, um, Two shops, one's boarded up and one's not boarded up. Wow, how can you possibly sell if your shop is boarded up? Oh, there's a piece of content. Mm. And, and that's really the essence. And I hope that answers the question. That's the essence. Please just keep making notes of every little aspect. I mean, you walk to the park with your, with your little one. You see somebody in the park skipping. There's a piece of content. Mm. You walk to the park with your little one, you see somebody climbing the tree. There's a piece of content. Mm. And that's the key to content is keep looking. Yeah, for, I think words. Sorry, you're so right. And I think actually it's about being open to be inspired because and I'm, I've got my next question is um, a juicy one. But I think what's really important for any brand is also that they keep evolving. And the way that you evolve as a brand and also stay fresh and innovative is by using life, you know, using things that do and are fresh front of mind. If you've listened to a podcast, if you've watched an interview, if you've been watching a documentary, all of this is topical and then it, it keeps things fresh and current. So I think that's a really good example of. You can't run out of content if you are allowing yourself to be inspired, just allowing yourself to be a sponge, you know, um, and it keeps your brand alive. Um, and on that. That's a great summary, if I can say that, mm. what you've just said now. That is an absolutely super summary. Good. I'm glad. And I think that's, yeah, I just think it's really important because I always say this, and I'd love your your feedback on this, actually. So many, um, especially my my main um, community is women. So, and obviously I am a woman. So when I speak um, about a collective, usually it's from a female psychology. So I'd love to share that with you and get your take. But a lot of women really struggle with this idea of having a personal brand, but also wanting to have personal boundaries, you know, not wanting to share everything or wanting to have pieces of their life that are, separate and when you first start a business and I know that I definitely found this when I came into the online space because you can find anything online you know absolutely anything you can find people talking about any topic when you then first come into the online space and you're building your business it can be very easy to then take a slice of all of this information and feel like you then need to share 
everything in your life, when you're having a down day, when you're having struggles with the kids, when you've not slept or to because there's this big message around your brand being relatable, your brand being personal, your brand being emotive and connecting. And something that I always talk to my community about is there is a difference between a personal brand and your personal life. So what we just shared around being a sponge and being creative, like you said, Roy, is you can then also choose what you make public and what you keep personal. And that how do you feel about what that might do for your personal brand? You know, if someone's worried that it could discredit their personal brand or make it less authentic or make them less relatable because they for example choose to keep their family private or choose to keep their holidays private or choose to keep their religious views private or their political stance how would you say a brand can still be really effective but also enable someone to have a division between what they share online and their life and who they are away from, you know, the digital space? Well, let me first of all start off by saying that we set our own boundaries. And that's the first aspect of, of this aspect of, of sharing. There, there is no reason um, to be sharing aspects of your lives that, go, that make you uncomfortable. Now, you are a very good example of this, and I'll tell you why is from the time that you had your little girl, you haven't just brought her into the spotlight and said, here's my little girl. Mm. You've somehow let people know that you've got a, a blend of, but you haven't brought her into the spotlight. And mm. that's a prime example of exactly what we're talking about. So my advice, and I've worked with a lot of incredible women. You are one of them that, you know, that, that I you know, admire in many, many ways. But for, for, for women entrepreneurs and for women that are in business, determine your boundaries. Mm. Determine the things you're comfortable to talk about and talk about those things. Don't talk about the things that you're not comfortable to speak about. So, for instance, I'm just using a very stupid example. Is you know I don't talk. I mean, I, I've had to share a vulnerability about my business, the mistakes that I've made. But I don't talk about my personal life, and if I'm having an argument with my with my partner or anything, because it's not business. Mm. But I'm happy to show that I'm a, a human being that makes mistakes, and I think that's the that's the thin line that each person can determine what makes them feel comfortable. And if I can say, because I I, I have an, another couple of of women that I, I speak to about this. Do not stand back because you are a female. Do not think that there's anything that you can't achieve. You set your boundaries and you speak about the things that you're comfortable with. But do not think that because you are a woman that anything less needs to be shared. It's up to you to stand up, you know, front up and talk about the things that you're comfortable with and ignore the things that you're not comfortable with. I hope that makes sense. Oh, I love that, Roy. That's given me goosebumps. And I think that's such a nice message to hear from, from you because for a few reasons. One, you're in a completely different country. 
you're you're a man not a woman but you've been in this industry long enough and I think sometimes for people in my community it's nice to hear different perspectives from people that have been doing this a long time but also see the value in what women have to offer and I do think that there is like you said a really thin line between being vulnerable and personal but also having your own boundaries and I man after my own heart but I love this because you haven't said what you should or shouldn't do you've just given people the guidance to make sure if it makes you feel uncomfortable that doesn't have to become part of your business it doesn't need to become part of your brand and I think that's actually a really good reminder because yeah you're right a lot of people definitely um struggle with for example and I love that you gave the example around um if you've made mistakes in business you share that I think the next thing I would love to talk about because this is to do with having a brand and a brand essentially is your identity it's how people connect with you and find you before they are in your personal space if they are um experiencing a challenge I'd love to hear your take on this because I get asked this all the time. So they're going through a challenge with a client or with sales or with their business. And they're thinking, I I don't want to share this right now because it just feels too heavy. I feel I don't have a solution yet, but do I need to share it to allow people to see that vulnerable side? How do you ensure that you're able to share vulnerable, important messages, but also do so in a way that it's, purposeful for your brand but also productive for your viewer yeah, productive for your development yeah so so here's how I, and 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 this is absolutely tailor-made for you and your community is when you've got these kind of challenges reach out to the other people in your community speak to those people and lean into those people because these are aspects that don't need to be shared publicly. I mean, I don't share, for instance, you know, today as an example, I just felt, you know, a little flat today. I'm talking about it in my, at work and I, I just looked at, you know, asked myself, you know, what, you know, why is this working like this? I don't need to share that with anybody. Mm. There's no reason. There's no ask yourself this. Um, is there any benefit for, for me to share that kind of this type of information with with the with the world at large, or should I maybe just bounce these some of these these challenges and ideas of of the rest of the people in my community? And I mean, I follow you pretty closely with what you do, and you have built an incredible community. So there's the place to go and and bounce ideas is amongst your community people that you've been on the courses with, people that you've developed a friendship with, see what they think. Mm. Here are two, three different viewpoints and then work out what am I going to put out to the public rather than sharing the most, you know, biggest challenging things that can do, potentially can do damage to your personal brand. Mm, I love that. Um, and here's my juicy question so at the start when you did your introduction um, about um, companies you know big companies that you've worked with although they're not your ideal clients now but you know Google and TikTok have you got or what makes a successful brand and business work 
are there any key ingredients or threads that you've seen through these bigger companies, which every listener would would be able to understand and um, know who they are? Are there any commonalities between these businesses and brands that make them the success that they are? Well, they certainly are, um, because you know um, I, I'm a branding and marketing business, and there are lots of people just like me. Um, but the point of difference is is you develop a trust with your customers through service excellence. Um, I and my team um, are striving every single solitary day for world-class service excellence. We're not satisfied with um, business-class service. We're not satisfied with with first-class service. It's got to be world-class. And if you aspire to that and you keep aiming all the time, then what you're doing is you, you're upping your, your game. So things like going above and beyond. Things like, um, like um, when, when, when somebody says to you, can you do this and can you do it by this day? And you can't. Don't make a promise. That's not possible. So I'm a firm believer of, um, of under-promising and over-delivering. Now, I, I've got a set of slides that talk about this exact um, aspect, what you've raised, and I'm going to send it to you anyway. You're welcome to take whatever you want. It's not, there's no uh, copyright to it. You're welcome to use it and share it with your community. And I'm sure that most of the things you, you may or may not know. But, but here's the thing. I, I had this conversation with MasterCard about a year ago. They phoned me and they said to me, oh, well, they called me, sent me an email, and then there was a call about it. And they said, um, can, you, can you do this product? Um, and here's the price point. And I looked at the price point. I was going to make absolutely nothing. And I called them back and I said, no, I can't do it at that price. There's no margin in it whatsoever. And they said, but like, you are a go-to person. And I said, I can't do it if I don't make a margin. And I'll tell you why. Because if I work for nothing, I won't be here tomorrow to service you. Mm. They then came back to me and they said, you know what you've shown us is what we can come to you for and what we can't come to you for. If we're looking to shop for price, it's no good coming to you because you're not the cheapest. But guess what I am the best at? Adding value. Making sure that if I say something, I do it. Warning them in advance if I can't do it. Those are the aspects that build the, the relationship with, with big brands. And I mean, like Google, they don't shop around for prices anymore. They come to me and bear in mind, Google is a huge organization. I work with about five different creative agencies for five different accounts of Google. So wow. it's not just one, but it's the common thread is they know and they trust that they don't have to go and check on me because if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Um, and I'm going to just share one more story with you is um, I had the same question around um, there's a, a creative agency called Octagon and they do MasterCard products worldwide. I am now working with MasterCard, obviously Australasia. I'm now working with Singapore and the UK and the US, all based on the Australasia saying to them, you can rely on that person. The woman from America told me this. She said to me, we've come to you because 
you are a credited supplier to us and we don't need to start shopping around to find somebody that can help us if we know that you are you know deliverable when you say it will be delivered and, if, and that's really the essence of it mm, i love that and i actually took some notes and you mentioned seven core things um, and i think I, i'd love to summarize and just make sure that you're happy with those but in terms of what makes a business and a brand successful number one is your service excellence making sure you focus on how you service the clients that you have and the experience you give them number two going above and beyond for your paying clients and i think this is key so many people are focusing on getting new clients getting new leads getting new sales but the clients that you do have go above and beyond for them because they're already your paying customers number three adhering to your boundaries because that will allow you to over deliver in the way that you want. If you don't adhere to your boundaries, you will overwork, not have the hours, the quality won't be as good, and therefore you will not be able to deliver service excellence. Number four. Just add to that under 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 promise. Yeah, under promise, under, yeah. Under promise and over deliver. Perfect. Number four, make sure you honor your own values. So if it doesn't feel right for you, whether it's about price point or the job and the expectations, don't say yes, because it's going to undermine you being seen as the expert in the future. Number five, stick to what you want to be known for. So if someone does come to you and ask you to do something else and it's not what you want to be known for, don't do it. If it's not going to help your brand, even though it could help them make, make money. Number six. What, what, what serves you best? What serves you best? What serves you best? And and that's a very difficult thing. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And that's what I want because I, I always like when I have these conversations, people listening to actually walk away with things. And if they want to take notes, if they want to have little moments and snippets of golden, that's what I want, you know. Um, number six know and trust in the service and the outcome and that could be you Roy or the company and if you're listening you could be thinking I want to be known and trusted but I also want to know and trust the people I'm working with so I think it's a really nice reflection and mirror effect that one because it works both ways doesn't it absolutely and the final one which I loved is reliability and referrals if your business and your brand is reliable you will therefore get referrals and that builds way more credibility for the long run. Absolutely. And if, if I can just make one other point, which is, yes. which is in, you know, in summary to that, it's, 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 it's in tune with everything, is I get on a more than regular basis a phone call like this. They, they'll call and somebody will say, um, um, MNC Saatchi, um, have said that you're wonderful to deal with. Can you help us with this, a new creative agency? Now, here's the thing. If you look after your customers with all those points that you've said now, you don't have to go look for new clients eventually. I'm not saying this is going to happen overnight, but I, I don't go out and actively look for new customers because I get referrals from um, existing customers that have told others. Now, when that happens, they're not coming to you to see if they can get a cheap price. They're coming to you because they know that you know what you're doing and you're going to deliver. And the rest of it 
is already cemented in place rather than, oh, I've got to try and get this job. I must go in Jeep. No such thing for me. Mm, I love that. And then my final question is because we've spoken a lot about the positives, the way that you can use your brand, how you want to show up. We've looked at things like your visibility, boundaries, communication, also things that make a good brand. But is there anything, if someone was listening, that you would say, stop doing this right now, if you want your brand to elevate, if you want your brand to be seen, exposed, expanded, you know, all of these things we want our brand to do. We want more people to see it. We want it to have more impact. We want to create these powerful bulletproof brands. Is there anything that you have seen people doing again, similarly to the, you know, the successful that are the commonalities that hold brands back, that stop them from performing better, that stop them from being seen as the expert? Is there anything you would say, listen, if you're doing that, just stop doing it because it's not going to get you. It's not going to serve you best. Is there anything that you would offer? Absolutely. Negativity versus positivity. Don't be negative. Don't look for aspects that are not there. Look for the good. Look for the things that work and share those. People are attracted to positivity. They're not attracted to negativity. Because mm-hmm. if you remain negative, you attract negativity. And that's toxic. So I would say, and I can I'll repeat this 155 thousand times <laughs> remain positive look for the good always looking for what can you do to add value um rather than you know the negative aspects which we all experience don't think that i'm exempt from that i also have negative things but i don't share them because people don't want to hear about negativity they want to hear about positivity hmm. i think that's a really good point that you raise because again a lot of people come into the space and they're told to talk about pain points told to talk about problems told to talk about reason things aren't working but you're right that just attracts more people focusing on the problem rather than someone searching for the solution 100 percent. i'm going to give you a really good example of of the content that i, I consistently create i have a specific plan i have a specific uh, you know go-to that i that i do and this is how I do it. Um, and I don't share this this often, but um, you and your community are special. Um, and, that is the and that is the following. Um, this is how I frame it. And this is really important because it's really worked for me. Is this customer had this problem. I used this to solve the problem for this customer. Here was the outcome for this customer after using the product, service, whatever you want, you can put in whatever you like over there. This customer had this result after using this product stroke service. Now, if this resonates with you, we should be talking. That has got me some incredible results because what you're doing is, is you're, not, you're not showcasing the, the problem all the What you're doing is you're positioning the problem with the solution that can resonate with somebody else. And when it resonates with somebody else and they say to themselves, oh, that's me, guess what? They're going to talk to you. 
Mm, I love, I wrote that down. Um, I love that as well. And this is why, this is what I love about this, because it's not really about a podcast. It's about a conversation that someone can basically be in the room with us and learn and actually take things away. And I'm so grateful that you've shared that very simple statement, because I also do think that there's too much segregation between let's focus on the problem or let's focus on these amazing results. There's not enough to blend the journey that happens in between. And that's what you're trying to create with these conversations, a bridge between how can I support you? I recognize that you maybe aren't where you want to be, but I also acknowledge how we can get there. So it becomes your brand, whatever that business is, becomes more about being understanding, but also being the solution, you know, rather than everyone just sitting together in this space of negativity, which I think is great. 100%. And the mess, the underlying message, if, if you can, if, if, if your community can get this clear in their minds, is that you want somebody to resonate with the same problem that you've solved for somebody else. I'm going to say that again. You want somebody to resonate with the same problem that you've solved for somebody else. Because I'll tell you why. Because when, when, when somebody can say, oh, that's a problem that I've got, and look how that was solved by this person, you have got over the, the bridge. And that's really the key. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Roy, for being here and having this little mini masterclass with my community. I know they're going to appreciate it. And in the show notes, I'm going to put your LinkedIn because I did mention that at the start. That's where you do a lot of your LinkedIn lives and a lot of your mini trainings that people can access for free. Um, and is there any other links that you want me to include so that the community can come and find you and learn from you? LinkedIn is, is the playground that I use and I do a lot of LinkedIn um, a LinkedIn audio events um, where we are showcased. And I'm actually in the process at the moment of um, starting a new uh, audio event around branding and marketing. Amazing. And as soon as I start with it and I get it up and running, guess who's going to be one of my first guests? Oh, I'll be there. You. <laughs> you are going to be one of my first guests. Oh, I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that. But that's, I always encourage that my statement I always use when I've had someone, um, when I've shared a friendship publicly with people. So obviously we have a friendship and now I've kind of brought you into my world. I always encourage my community to go and stalk you and just consume from you and you know learn and do what they want to do and find out what you're doing. So LinkedIn, I'm going to put that in the show notes for you if you're listening and you can go and spend time absorbing uh, Roy's content, seeing the type of things he shares, also looking at the type of people he supports and networks with, because I think that's a really great way for you to also see this being modeled in action. And that's something I talk about a lot, Roy, the fact that this is about making sure people see others doing it in practicality. So yes, you can learn from Roy and what he teaches you, but you can also learn by watching him, the way that he connects, networks, engages, communicates. And I think that's a really, really good um, example. And you do do that exceptionally well, you know, using LinkedIn. So I'll definitely make sure I put that in there so that people can come and connect with you. Thank you. And if I could do anything else to support you, you know, what you're doing, you're doing amazing work and you know that I admire, you know, what you do. So if there's anything I can ever do to support you, you know that I'll always be in the front of the queue. Thank you. I've got loads of ideas, so don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday. We're recording this a Monday evening, but it's 9am my time. So obviously it's 8pm um, Roy's evening. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. Sounds awesome. Thank you.